Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. is so powerful because the devil can't fight a long battle he quits and moves on to somebody else look at your neighbor and say keep on fighting come on look at somebody around you and say keep on holding on <laughs> oh step across the aisle and greet somebody shake somebody's hand find somebody near you haven't seen maybe come on everybody get out of your seat go talk to somebody for a moment Amen. It's good to be with God's people.
Somebody say Jesus. Oh, somebody really shout Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 150 verse 1. Psalms 150 and verse 1. You folks enjoying the cold weather? I was in Florida yesterday. I mean, somebody has to do it. Somebody's got to carry the gospel to those people in Florida in the wintertime. Honestly, I was only outside about five minutes. <laughs> I was there for about 24 hours preaching. Went in and here I am. But I have to say, when I saw the white ground, it made me want to get back on the next plane. There is a witness in the building, I think. Psalms 151, and before I start, our newest member is here today, Baby Renly. Where's baby Renly at? Right there. What am I doing? You can all be seated except mama. And daddy, go ahead. You know you want to stand up beside the baby. Baby Renly is here. Would you welcome baby Renly? Amen. Beautiful, healthy baby. Great parents. We're so glad. Rumor has it, there's seven more on the way. Could be more than that. Amen. I see some of you back there saying, not me, Pastor. Don't pray that over me. I'm... Psalms 150 and 1. You're not going to be able to read this and not stand. You'll be on your feet just trying. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I'm glad to be a part of a church where we can freely praise God. You can't use the word praise and study it in Scripture and do it without emotion. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad you don't have to sit on your hands, bite your tongue, confine your spirit? Come on, if you want to shout hallelujah, you can shout hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise you the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him outside the sanctuary. That's what it's saying. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Some of you ought to praise him outside when you're looking at the sun and said 93 million miles away and he can hold the sun in his hand. He's big God. He's a big God. They're still finding galaxies that he's created. How many believe that? Galaxies he's created. When I consider the heavens and the works of thy fingers, I say what is man that thou art mindful of him. You need to quit rushing to work and you need to look out and say, he made the trees. The snow praises him. Psalms, I believe 148 says, praise him everywhere. The Bible says men ought to lift up holy hands everywhere praising him. I got to move on. Praise him for his mighty acts. And this is why the person next to you is happy this morning because they praise him according to his excellent greatness. Has he been good to anybody? Amen. I'm going to preach to you this morning. Praise him in his sanctuary. You may be seated. Praise him in his sanctuary. Everybody say, in his house. David said in Psalms 27, he said, there's one thing that I have desired of the Lord and that will I. That's proof right there. When you sit down, your ears turn off. You know you don't hear anything the preacher says in the first minute and a half. Isn't that true? All right. You got your ears turned back on this morning? He said one thing. Everybody shout one thing. Have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may 
dwell, it didn't say visit, dwell in the house of the Lord. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. And he shall set me up upon a rock. How many believe that today? And I will offer, what does it say? I'm gonna offer in his, what is it, Cindy? In his tabernacle, sacrifices of joy. Because when the world brings you trouble, you got a place you can run to. <laughs> Come on, how many know you have a place you can run to? That's why I've got a place I can dwell. Hey, Sunday's not just a place I visit. This is a dwelling place. Amen, I live here. This is my house. I, come on, God's house has got to become your house. This is not a vacation spot. I'm a permanent resident there. I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, the doors are open. You're going to find me here. Glory. Because in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Amen. Exodus 25, let's talk about why the sanctuary, how God views the sanctuary. In Exodus 25 and 8, he said, and let them make me, God said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Make me a sanctuary. Look around this room. This old pottery warehouse, Friendship Pottery, Ridgely Stanley Homes Products building is now a sanctuary. We made it into a sanctuary where God can dwell among his people. And as I hear so often, I feel God in this place. How many of you felt God here already? Some of you might not know. I've had people come up and say, oh, pastor, I felt the energy here today. I can feel the energy at the church on Sunday. It's not energy. It's power from on high. It's the presence of almighty God. It's here. He said, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell Somebody shout, among them. Second Chronicles chapter 30, verse 8. It says, now be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were. That means hard-headed, stubborn. But yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary. He said, yield yourself and come into his house. Psalms 20 verse 1 says to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from where? When you're in trouble, you're going to get help from the sanctuary and it's going to strengthen thee. You know why you go to church? Because it's a safe place from trouble. Sanctuary means a, a holy place. It's a separated place. This is not a, 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 a bar hall. It's not just a, some carnal gathering. No, this place has one purpose. It's for him to dwell among us here. Because when you're in trouble, Psalm 61 says, I go to the rock. Amen. The rock is higher than I. He said, from the end of the earth I cried unto thee. For when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. How many glad you have a place this morning you can go to that's higher than your situation? Amen. Go to the rock. 
run to the sanctuary. That's why I preach it strongly. If you have trouble, run to the house of God. If you make a mistake, run to the house of God. If you fall short of righteousness, don't you run from him. You ought to run to him. He's got a safe place for sinners. He's got a safe place for backsliders. He's got a safe place for marriages. He's got a safe place. Somebody shout, the sanctuary. Psalm 63 and 1 says, A psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. He said the trouble is outside but I'd like to see outside what I have continually seen in the house of God. Can you say amen? I'm preaching to you because there's things gonna happen on the outside that's gonna mess your thinking up. That's gonna get your faith all twisted at times. Start people speaking into your life that are liars. Listen to voices that are wrong. Get reports that are false. And you can get uh, discombobulated. You can get twisted in your thinking. That's why you gotta get back in the house and see him again. That's why you go to church on Sunday. You know why? It puts your faith back in alignment. It allows you to see the fact instead of the false. The promise instead of the problem. It brings you to perspective. Somebody say, I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Again, he said in Psalms 27, that I may behold the beauty of the Lord. Psalm 73, 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me because in my situation, I see the prosperity of wicked people. That messes with people's faith. As when they're struggling, and somebody out there that's living wicked has what they need. When they're living righteous and they want a baby and somebody unrighteous has a baby unrighteously. When, when they're working hard uh, to get the bills paid and somebody you know is gambling away, seems to have more than you do, if you're not careful, you'll get your eyes on the wrong things. And he said, when I see outside the building the lives of people, what seemingly looks like people are blessed, though they are heathens and wicked and sinners, he said, it messes with my mind when I'm hurting. See, when you're hurting, it's hard to see bad people feeling good because we feel entitled as people of faith to have everything good. But man's days are full of trouble, Job said. And Job wasn't an unrighteous man. God calls him a perfect man. I'm gonna preach to you right now. You gotta get real careful to listen to voices, maybe even a spouse at times of discouragement that says, curse God and die. Job had three friends that showed up and said, you've gotta have sin in your life. There's no way you can be going through what you're going through and you not have sin in your life. How many know they were wrong? God got angry with his friends. I'm just gonna stop here for a moment and tell you, be careful how you judge your brother. Be careful to say, well, if that was me, that's what I would be doing. I wonder what they did to be going through that. Don't you dare judge somebody. You don't know why. Come on. When you hear of somebody falling and failing and tripping, don't kick them and talk about it. You ought to reach down and pick them up in prayer and say, God, if I was raised in their situation, I might be doing what they're doing. If I grew up in that house, if I grew up in that situation, if I had to happen to me what they've had to happen to them, I might be a little bit bitter. I might be a little bit concerned. We gotta be careful how we judge our brother. Come on, the church should not be a place of finger pointing and gossip talking and leaning our ear in trying to hear what's going on when everybody knows. We ought to have our ear to the sky, to the throne room and speaking words of affirmation and prayer. Somebody say amen. 
I feel like preaching to you because what you're about to see in this city is people from all walks of life on each side of the track, if you will. They're going to come from rich places. They're going to come from poor places. They're going to come from the wealthy homes and the homeless under the bridge. They're going to come from political statuses. They're going to walk in this building. God forbid you judge them because they're wealthy. God forbid you judge them because they're homeless. No, they need a sanctuary where they can see God just like we see God. Be seated. I'm going to preach to you. We got to get this mindset because somebody has a nicer car, a nicer home, and an education that they're better than we are. And so we get intimidated by their position or their status. You've got to open your spirit and realize that the wealthy and the politician and the educated and the homeless and everybody else, they need the Lord. I'm going to tell you right now, we're king's kids. We, we are the son of the richest, wealthiest king in the world. Why are you intimidated by people when you've been washed in his blood and filled with his spirit? I'm no longer intimidated because I know who I am. The hand of the Lord is upon this church. God didn't cause us just to reach a certain type. God called us to reach everybody in the, every corner of this community. And I'm telling you, if you'll believe it, they're coming. If you'll accept them, they're coming. God has a plan for everybody. Be seated. Everybody. People, people think because they're in a in, a, in an educated position that, well, you know, they've got it all together. They don't have it all together if they don't have God. I've seen as much chaos as in the up and in as I have in the down and out. Privately, multiple situations over the years, dealing with people that seem to have it all together and their lives were a broken mess. Because we compare ourselves among ourselves and we limit who can be a part of the apostolic church. Amen. You got to change the way you think. God didn't call us to be a church in the community. He called us to be a light to the whole community. God's not limited to this building. I'm going to preach about it tonight. I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. But God wants us to reach every single person. That's a weak response. I said, God wants us to reach every single person in this community. Every one of them. You know what I want to see? I want to see people from the Chinese restaurants here worshiping God. I want to see them a revival in Talake Pake and El Parion. Come on now. I want to see it from every demographic of this community here. You know what I say? I say we go down to Luck Avenue in Mead. That's been in my spirit. And evangelize that area. Because God's doing something right there, right now. Amen. Listen. Listen. We are, it's not just a church for a few people. Somebody told me about, somebody visited a church and when they went there, they told them, they said, you're not welcome here. You know why? Because they were of, uh, from India. It wasn't another country that this happened, but they said, you're not welcome here. Another church, they, somebody went to them, they said, we only have established members here. You can't come. Boy, that's in the book. And if we're not careful, we will in our mind not reach for people because we think we have enough. Because, be seated, because you are a member of the largest church you've ever been a member of, you think we have enough. You know when the church is large enough is when every soul has been saved. 
And when a church is too small, it's when there's one person not saved. You know what I say? I say we fill the sanctuary up with people that can see God. Not just one time on Sunday. Not just two times on Sunday. But I say we fill this building up three times on Sunday. Hold on, be seated in a moment. I know what I feel. There's too much prophecy over me. I have got a fire that has set on me in the last two days that is burning upon me, burning inside of me. I, I went to bed somewhere around three. I, I woke up bright-eyed at 6.30. I can't, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't go back to sleep. My spirit stirred because we've got so much prophecy over this church. Even this weekend, a man come over. His hand was coming toward me to hug me. When he got about right there, he said, oh my God. He said, the Lord's about to do a revival bigger than you've ever seen in Zanesville. I said, how many times we gotta hear it? What that means, there are gonna be more people saved than you've ever seen in the history of this church. They're coming off the streets. They're gonna pull needles out of their arms and say, I'm going home. I'm going to the anchor. I've gotta see Jesus. I've gotta get my life delivered. They have what I'm looking for. Somebody say amen. amen. Shout praise God. You may be seated. It's not fair to have a sanctuary filled with the power of God. People consistently weeping and crying and moved. I see them back here. While we're having church, people are, are moved and they're weeping. And What is that? That's God that you're feeling. Service after service after service, Brother Gladman. Service after service. It's, we don't ever come to the anchor and not feel God. It's here. And I look at Sister Cindy Liggett, where, where's Sister Cindy Liggett at? She's here somewhere. Stand up. Sister Cindy Liggett, I remember coming to your house because it was doomsday for you. Your stomach wasn't empty. Uh, the digestive system, it was pretty much over. Do you remember that? But we prayed. And God worked a miracle on her. And they said, There's, we can't do anything else. And, and she has a stomach pump and she went back to the doctor for a checkup and they found that the stomach pump battery has been out for quite some time and her stomach is working perfect. Because when there's trouble on the outside, I've got a God on the inside. <laughs> I can go to the rock Come up here, Brother Derek, and help you, Pastor. I can go to the rock. I got a place that's bigger than any situation. Be seated. Sister Cindy, remain standing. Her husband, Brother Rick Liggett, working, wasn't feeling good, weak, went to the hospital. Only about, I think, 15% of his heart was working. Is that right? 10%. They gave him two years to live. Nothing we can do. No surgery's gonna help it. You've got two years. It's over. But there's a God in the sanctuary. And it's been five years and he's doing fine. You know why? I have a God in the midst of my trouble that can hide me in his pavilion and say, I know what the doctors say. I know what's going on. I can't take care of it. You see, I couldn't handle the trouble until I came into the sanctuary. Throw that phrase up there. Until. Put that verse back up there. Until I came to the sanctuary. Psalm 73. Somebody shout until I went into the sanctuary of God. You can be seated if you want to. But stay with me. That's why a lion spirit will come to you. You read it in the Bible. There's such things as a spirit of fear. There's also things called a lion spirit. You don't believe it? Read Numbers 6. Where Samballot hired a false prophet to come and say, get off that wall. Trouble's coming. You're all gonna die. And Nehemiah said, 
I perceive you have been hired to put fear in my heart. You better be careful what voice you listen to. I'm preaching to this church. Be careful what voice you listen to. Because a little spirit will say something like, Pastor didn't even shake your hand. He doesn't like you. Walked right past us, did not even talk to us. If he loved you, he'd have stopped and shaken your hand. He probably doesn't even know your name. If you missed, church wouldn't even notice. That's a lying spirit. That's a lying spirit. Come on, I said that's a lying spirit. Because the devil knows if I can keep them out of the sanctuary, they're not going to see God. If I can keep them out of the God's house, I'm going to trouble them with trouble. I'm going to give them so many reports, they're going to be twisted and think God doesn't love them now. But I'm going to tell you, there's something happens when you get back in the building, you walk into the presence of God, you think, I'm okay now. You know what? I got here. I'm here. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Then you got, you know, isn't it amazing when you were partying, living like a heathen? Nobody said anything to you. Then you came to the anchor and got saved. Boy, I got some concerns. I heard you've been going down to that, that church down there on 1365 Chamberlain Street. Have you heard about them? I'm concerned about you. I hear they raise their hands in church. Ooh. Amen. They swing from the chandeliers. We had to take them out so y'all quit. Come on now. They talk in tongues down there. They sure do. So did Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the apostle Paul, who said, I speak in tongues more than y'all. Hey, listen, you better be careful. People that are not concerned when you're on your way to hell, that start showing up when you're on your way to heaven. You got to make a decision in your life. What voice am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to the voice that's going to get me out of the place where God set me free to get me back in a place where I fell in bondage? I don't care if they are blood. It doesn't matter. You got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Put your hope on things eternal. I said hold to God's unchanging hand. I made my mind up. I choose Jesus. I made my mind up. I'm going to heaven. I made my mind up. I'm going to his house. If I got to do it all by myself, I'm going to the house of God. Come on, somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, I'm telling you, you, well, you know what, you know, somebody, be seated a moment. A guy got up one time and he, he made a statement. We were there at a funeral. He was taking jabs at us because we were Pentecostal. And he made this statement one time. He said, he said, I ain't ever heard the voice of God. He's a preacher. He said, I've never seen God do a miracle. He said, I've never felt the presence of God. He said, but I still believe. And I thought, hold on now. I knew what he was trying to say because we're known for being emotional worshipers. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it's all through the scripture. Let's not be a traditional church. Let's be a biblical church. Are you ready? Let's get some Bible out right now. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout with a voice of triumph. That's okay. That's okay. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. I can go to sleep at home. I can get my rest at home. Come on now. I can scroll Facebook at home. But I'm not going to do it in the sanctuary. There's too much going on. I got to praise him. I got to praise him. Be seated for a moment. Watch what it says. Oh, my, 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 my. Psalm 77, 13. Are y'all ready? 
few more minutes here. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? He said, you want to know the way of God? Go to his house. Psalms 96 and 6, honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are where? In his sanctuary. You know what I've seen? People that stop going to church don't think God's very beautiful. Their faith gets in question. You know, I don't think God loves me. I don't think God knows where I'm at. It's not the God I know. But the perception of God changes when you don't go to the sanctuary. I can't tell you how many times as a kid Go to church and somebody would stand up and testify. We don't do that nowadays because testimonies sort of got out of hand, you know. Get up and give honor to their trouble, to the devil. One lady got up in church one time and said, she said, the devil's been on my back all day, bless his sweet name. But don't bless him. Just want to get up and talk, you know. Precious sister Houchins that went to our church. Elderly lady, just a boy sitting on the seat. Her skin was darker than mine, Brother Zion. But she was so powerful. Loved her. She was a core member of our church and she'd stand up. But she'd stand up. Everybody get ready. Get on the edge of the seat, you know. Because she said, I just want to give honor to God. I want to give honor to the pastor. I want to give honor to the church. And somewhere in the middle of her testimony, you can feel the glory of God come over you. I heard a story one time of a, of a, of a preacher. Remind me of Sister Houchins, how she would do. Just bless, man, I miss her. I miss her. Thank God for faithful saints of God. Amen. They're a visible witness of the power of God. Somebody said they went to Bible college and the boy would come home from Bible college and he was, he was, he was dignified. He had learned how to say God. God. He's a fancy preacher. And he got up, pastor wanted to honor him. He got up and said, Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. Went through the whole psalm and people said, said when he was done, said somewhere in the service, Brother Nehemiah, said the elderly lady in the church stood up and she said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. She misquoted a little bit. She wasn't like him. She dotted the T's and crossed the I's. And when she got done, people were weeping and crying and moved. That young Bible college boy come to the pastor and said, I don't understand. Why is it when I gave the same psalm, they applauded me. But when she is done, everybody was moved to tears. He said, because son, you knew the psalm, but she knew the shepherd. I'm telling you, something happens when you get a relationship with the shepherd. We know the shepherd. And he's gonna make a way. I'm preaching to somebody that's been discouraged. Trouble's been all around you, but you need to hold on because he's going to make a way. Well, there seemeth to be no way. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalms 134, I'm almost done. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of the Lord. Are you ready for this? You ready to obey scripture? Lift up your hands. Go ahead, try it. It's biblical. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Won't you do that right now? If he's been good to you, stand to your feet, lift your hands and bless him. Oh God, you are wonderful. You've been good to my wife, been good to me, my children. I bless you, Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually
be in my mouth. My soul. Brother Nehemiah, my soul will make her boast in the Lord. Come on, anybody feel like bragging on him? How many feel like bragging on the Lord? I'm gonna bless him. Somebody shout, I come to church to bless him. Hallelujah. First Kings 8 remains standing. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place. Somebody shout the sanctuary. That the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. Why? Everybody shout the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Why do I feel this way? It's the glory of God. Here's what I, the Lord revealed to me a few years ago. If you would just believe that what he did at Calvary is for you. And when the preacher's preaching, I'm going to tell you at the anchor, it's okay to shout amen. amen. That means let it, be, let it come to pass. So be it. I believe that's for me. Come on, won't you let that promise slip by your seat and go to somebody else when it was meant for you. You, you got to reach up and grab it. Amen. The promises of the Lord. Man, I feel this for somebody. You've had years of unhappiness, but God's going to bring you joy. Come on, I feel this today. Some of you have, had, have never had financial breakthrough, but he's going to bring you financial breakthrough. I'm telling you what I feel in the spirit. Can't seem to get ahead, but God's going to make a way. Somebody shout yes. yes. Glory. So we lift our hands. We worship. And when we worship, the cloud fills the house. We're glad JoJo's here. He knows where the mints are. Hey, the church doesn't have room for somebody battling with autism. They better make room. Come on, they didn't have any room for Jesus either. But who knows what God's going to do for that young boy. Hallelujah. We're putting a sensory room in here. We are. So they can have a special place in the sanctuary where they can feel God be ministered to at their level. Amen. Because we want people come to this church in wheelchairs, in walkers, from nursing homes. Come on, we need a van ministry to the nursing homes. Amen. Glory. It's not fair for me, I thought the other day, every ailment I've ever had in my body has been healed. Honey, every ailment. I feel like God revealed it to me this weekend. Every ailment I've ever had in my body has been healed in the sanctuary. And I'm 41. So you better not mock me when I dance before him. Michael mocked David and became barren. Be careful to make fun of somebody that's exuberant because you don't know what they came through. I'm saying to you that you can be healed. I've been healed over and over and over and over again from broken arm and crooked feet and kidneys. All through my life, God has touched me. And it bothers me that there's people in this community that have never felt one time what I get to feel in here every day of the week. God didn't just die for you all. He died for this whole city. He's going to make a way. Don't be distracted by people that walk away, Brother Nehemiah, because a whole bunch more coming. 
Bible talks about there'll be a falling away, but it also said that there's going to be a gathering in. People are going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes. Don't talk about it. Pray for them. This year of spiritual restore. Now here it goes. In your, in your seat, you received a, a, a piece of paper. I want you to sit down for this because I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to preach tonight about the firmament of his power. This morning I'm preaching up praise him in his sanctuary. There's nothing like having good church. I mean, isn't it awesome to begin to, to be able to express how you feel about a God that's been amazing to you? I mean, it's electrifying in here, Brother Derek. It is. Service after service, Sister Rachel. It's so powerful. Tonight I'm going to preach for a few moments about the firmament of his power and David Smith is going to take it from there. He's coming in town tonight. And I believe a bunch of people are going to get the Holy Ghost and I believe there's going to be prophecy tonight. I do. I believe there's going to be miracles. God has used him more in the last few years. I mean, he told me a while back, he said, I'm a changed man. He said, I'm changed. I'm so different now. But the Lord's using him in the miraculous because in the sanctuary, anything can happen. I believe you ought to get every sick person you know and bring them to church tonight because he's in the sanctuary. Do you believe that? Now, in your hands is a piece of paper. Do y'all have that up here, a bulletin or a piece of paper? Uh, do you have one? That, here's what we're going to do. Wrong one. Can uh, do y'all, everybody have it that says make a list? Huh? If you don't have one, I want the ushers to get, bring them to you. Pastor needs one. Put your hand up if you need one. Thank you. She needs one. It's called Project 1000. They're coming. There's several all over. Project 1000. Everybody say Project 1000. We are, we're about 10 weeks from Easter. And uh, the largest number we've ever had in this church is 942 people. We had this in church on a one service Sunday. Last year we did two services and the, the, the head count for both was 908 last year for Easter now there was some of the team that was a doubled number so it was closer down to 800 that was here for Easter last year we had an 830 service and a 10 o'clock service and this year we're going to have two services again but I believe on Easter Sunday we're going to have over a thousand people to be in the presence of God here in his sanctuary. How many believe that? Somebody shout amen. It really is going to happen. I, I was praying this morning. I've been thinking about lately. We have never had, I mean this church has sent out and sent out and sent out missionaries and church planters and people from those communities because we had a revival where people were driving in from 50 mile radius and we've got churches in, in seven other locations to that there are members of now and they're there this morning and I'm talking about so many people that we have sent out and discipled but right now in the anchor right here in Zanesville we have more established disciples than we've ever had we've never had a stronger church body than what we have right now I mean it's amazing average attendance average age of our church is 29 isn't that great? People saying young people don't want to live for God. Quit listening to the news. Listen to the book. He said in the last days, he said he's going to pour his spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. You know what that means? Young people are going to be in the church. And old men are going to dream dreams. I'll let you decide who that is. Everybody hold your paper up in the air. Now here's what we're going to do. I want everybody to shout Project 1000. In two weeks, we have the 23rd is our Friends and Neighbors Day, Friendship Sunday. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite your friends, your cousins, your fifth cousins, your great uncle, 
your co-workers, your doctor, whoever, anybody that's in your circle, I want you to write that on the back here. So let's, let's talk about it just for a moment. Give me instruction. Project 1000, how's it going to happen? We're going to make a list. We're going to pray the list. And we're going to work the list. Everybody say, make a list. Pray the list. Work the list. What that means is you are going to make a list of people on the back of your paper. And I've got, I regret that I only put 10 names there, 10 places. You can get two of them. You can get three of them, four of them. I've seen people bring as many as probably 40 people to this church at one time on Easter. I have, I've seen that. And, uh, but you're going to make a list of people in your circle and uh, you're going to pray the list and then you're going to work the list. You know how to pray the list? You call their name out in prayer. Now every day you go to prayer for these people. God, I'm praying for them. They need a sanctuary. They need to feel your presence. God, they need a breakthrough in their marriage. I'm praying over their financial situation. I'm praying over their health. I'm praying over, and you're going to go down the list and you're going to pray the things that they need in their life. And God, I'm praying favor and open their heart and soften their heart that they'll want to be in your house. Because God, eternity is a long time for people to be lost. Come on. Y'all feel something moving in here, don't you? You feel that? That's intercession. That's prayer. You want to stand in the gap as a believer for these people. It could be co-workers. It could be a, a boss. It could be, I mean, whatever God lays on your spirit. You're going to pray the list. Then you're going to work the list. You know what you're going to do? You're going to invite them and say, hey, we're having a friendship Sunday. We've got, I want you to be my guest. Let's remove the word visitor from the terminology of this church. You know what a visitor is? Somebody shows up unexpectedly. You know what I'm talking about? You see them out the door and you think, oh, my lands, kids, put the stuff up. Of course, not you all. You've got it all together all the time, but my kids got Legos on the floor. I'm talking about painful to the feet in the middle of the night. But when you have a guest, you're waiting on them. You're expecting them to be here. You're going to work the list. You're going to call. And so you're going to ask them, hey, I want you to be here for, it's, it's friends and family day and uh, neighbor day. I want you to come and be my guest and sit with me at church. We got we got great refreshments in the foyer. You want to come and be there? Man, so many miracles have happened. Pastor's talking about these miracles happening in the building. Hey, man, I saw a lady right there, one leg shorter than the other, get healed last year. I saw a man right there with the widow's hand come healed just right there. I sure did. I seen the blinded eye open two years ago. Miracle after miracle after miracle. Right in the sanctuary. Everybody shout in the sanctuary. And so, uh, uh, but what if they say no? What if they say yes? Somebody said yes in your family or you wouldn't be here. I say it's worth the chance. Covering prayer, invite them to come. So I want you to right now, just lift your hand, just remain seated, lift your hands and hold this up in there and say, God, I'm asking you right now. Lord, it's not just a number, but there was a whole book of numbers, remnants, Day of Pentecost, over 3,000 were added to the church in one day. God, we know it's your will for this church to grow and to reach as many people as we can. Lord, I pray right now that you would move over this congregation to become intercessors and prayer warriors for their friends and families and neighbors. God, I pray it starts today. They come to Friends Day. Friendship Sunday and Lord by Easter. We got over a thousand people in these two services hearing the gospel that's all by itself powerful to bring conversion and change in their life. I want you to take a moment right now and I want you to start writing some names there. Go ahead. It's no accident the Lord brought you to this service here today. Take a moment. I want you to start writing some names of people could be brothers and sisters be somebody in a neighbor, neighboring community go ahead and start writing borrow a pen from your neighbor if you don't have one
Come on, we're going to take time for this. Eternity's too long to not take a little time. We're going to make a list, pray the list, and work the list. Brother Brian Wine, you've got so much fire burning in your spirit. You might have 30 people at the church. You feel that burning. God put it there for a reason. Take advantage of what God's put in your spirit. Tyler, welcome home. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. It's just amazing. Amen. Miracles are happening in this place. I'm trying to talk Finn into singing in the choir. He goes around the house singing, A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen. I'm about to say, I'll buy you any toy you want at Walmart if you'll sing. I'm trying. His love language is gifts. A miracle can happen in this place. Won't we let that be our theme song? Everybody in the room can feel what I'm saying right now. How many feel that flow of the Spirit coming over in your soul? Everybody say, a miracle can happen. Help me praise team. Miracle can happen in this place. Close your eyes. She can be back in the house of God. I'm believing that. Easter, she's going to be here worshiping with us. I'm just, I've got expectation. sins and get your soul ready he repented right there 
I remember him laying on the bed in the nursing home in Cambridge and the tears are laying back. The tears are running toward his ears. I remember seeing tears run this way. We got done. I said, Kevin, the Bible says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That was the formula of baptism. Acts 22, 16, arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And, uh, and, and I said, you need to be baptized. I said, I'm going to talk to your dad. And they made arrangement. Ron, do you remember? He brought him here and he got baptized. And uh, we stood out in the foyer, took a picture. Next week or so, I called and said, how's Kevin? Well, he seems to be getting better. I said, really? He said, well, they only took half the amount of fluid off of him. I think they were taking about five or six pints. Is that right? Liters. Five or six liters of fluid off of him. Every time they come in. That next week, half the amount. The next time, half of the amount. The next time, half of the amount. Until the time he was supposed to have been dead, they sent him home. A miracle can happen. No scar. Nothing. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.